Christians have been trying to figure out for centuries, is divorce and remarriage ever the right thing to do? For some, that's just an intellectual discussion, but for others, it's a huge, unexpected reality in their lives. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode number 22, and we're going to try to answer the question, is it ever right to divorce? And I say try, because this is a really tough subject. Yeah. And like our purpose for Only You Forever is that nobody ever gets to this point. Yeah. We want to work on preventing. Yeah, for sure. But we know there's some of you in our audience and this is where you're at. This is your story at this moment in your journey. And we hope that what we go over today helps you clarify some of the issues that you're facing and gives you some direction and help for that. Yeah. So before we go there, Verlinda, let's just talk for a moment about our Mm e-course. So we're pretty excited that we're coming out with a three-part webinar. And you'll be able to uh, see us uh, teaching live on the webinar and we'll be able to ask questions. We're going to be dealing with the subject of communications. It looks like right now we're probably going to call the course Talk to Me 101. So it's like a real solid, go deep introduction to communicating and how we can really be good at that in our marriages. Yeah. And I found it interesting lately. Like, I feel like it doesn't matter who I talk to, whether it's someone who's dating or someone who's newly married or someone whose marriage is in trouble or you know, someone who just has so-called normal marriage, everybody seems to struggle with the same thing and have the same questions. So I'm really excited that like these are tools that are good for every stage yeah. of life and marriage. And For sure. And, and what we want to do is, is have it so that by the end of the course, you'll have learned three things. Number one, how to have difficult conversations successfully. Number two, how to get unstuck from the gridlocks in your marriage. And number three, how to create and maintain connection. So this is the the first time we put something like this together. We don't have a landing page for you to go to yet to see this, but if you want to be sure to be the first to hear about it, because it is going to be a limited registration, make sure you head to onlyyouforever.com and right at the top there, you can put in your name and email address. We're not going to spam you. We'll let you know about this, but we use that name and email address just to keep in touch with you once a week on on our uh, podcast episodes and new content. So yeah, so go put your email in. Yeah. And then we'll be able to let you know about the e-course as well. So back to today's episode, Caleb. Yes. Is it ever right to divorce? Well, back in episode 13, we answered the question, is it ever okay to say, if you do such and such, I'm going to divorce you? Right. And that was more like the little things and people were just saying it out of anger and it wasn't a real... More shallow threats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So today we're, you know, it raised a question from one of our listeners who wrote us to ask, you know, in a real situation where there's been repeated infidelity over several years. Is it okay to say, if you do this one more time, I'm going to divorce you. And uh, the comment that this listener provided for that was, you know, once you say that the whole nature of the relationship changes, Mm -hmm. it just changes the landscape entirely. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. Well, let's go to our current position right up front. Like this is what we believe to be right at this moment. About marriage and... About marriage and remarriage remarriage and and divorce. And, you know, we reserve the right to change our minds and we don't want to be like, we've got this all figured out. Yeah, for sure. So the first thing there, Verlinda, is like, we should always be intentional about building a thriving, passionate marriage. Absolutely. So that we never find ourselves in the position of contemplating divorce. So it's kind of like we said at the start, we want you to never get here. Right. And we want to do that for our marriage and we want our listeners, we want you folks to really be serious about this and do that for your marriages as well. Yeah. 
So be intentional about building a marriage that is thriving. Yes. Second observation is divorce does not please God. Right. His ideal is also happy marriage. Yeah. And that's what he wants for all of us. Yeah. And like divorce is very hard on both spouses. Yeah. And even more so if there's children involved. Yeah. Like so, so hard on the children. Yeah. So there's consequences on others that we need to think about yeah. as well. And, you know, just going off of verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 says, To the married, I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband. And we take that both ways. The husband yeah. should not separate from his wife. Yeah. So that just back to the point that generally speaking, husbands and wives should not desert or divorce their spouses. Agree. Right. If they do, they should remain single or attempt to be reconciled. Yeah. And that's verse 11. But if she does or he does, he or she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband or to his wife. Yes. Okay. So are there any exceptions then when a person can remarry? That's where most of the debate comes in on this topic amongst in Christian circles, right? Okay. So... In 1 Corinthians 7 and 15, it says this, But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. And so the way most people understand that verse to read, and I understand it, is that if if there's a marriage and one of the persons become becomes a Christian and the other person decides, you know what, I don't want to be married to a Christian and deserts his mm-hmm. or her spouse, then the Christian person is free to remarry. Okay. Because they've been deserted from. Yeah. And then if you go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 31, there the the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about unfaithfulness in the marriage and adultery, like fornication, where there's sexual activity, infidelity outside of the marriage. Mm -hmm. And in that case, he says there that the bond is already broken and the faithful spouse is under no obligation to the covenant of marriage any longer. Okay. So that person... Again, that one is debated whether or not it means they're just free to go or whether they're actually free to remarry. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then another one, which is really obvious, but we should state, is if your spouse dies, you're free from that marriage and you're free to remarry there as well. Yeah. I'd say like, other than number three there where your spouse dies, life rarely fits so cleanly into the little buckets that we set up. Exactly. And I think that's what makes this so hard for people is nobody's case is ever this cut and dried. Yeah. And when your marriage comes to this place, it's almost never 100% one person's person's fault, leaving the other person completely free and clear to go do whatever they want to. Yeah. And there'd just be so much hurt and confusion and, you know, going on in your mind. How, how do you get to the point where you can think clearly? Yeah, I know. And you, you really see that too, and all the pain and the grief and the loss and there's family taking sides and yeah and friends and it's really a really difficult situation. So in that, Verlinda, one thing like I'd really encourage you, when people find themselves in this circumstance is to really aim, first of all, for reconciliation, for forgiveness and for rebuilding. And we know for some of you that that's asking a huge thing because you've been so hurt by what has happened. Yeah. But my observation of marriages where there's been some kind of sexual betrayal or these different types of things is when that couple is able to actually really work through that and and forgiveness is expressed and they reconcile, it's almost like their marriage was better for having gone through that than it was before. Not that you want to use that as an intervention to improve your marriage. No, (laughs) but it's maybe you just, you don't take it for granted anymore. It's something that you're working at. Yeah. So that's why we need to work at it before. So we never get there. Right. And I think what happens is when when you go off the deep end and you make a mistake like that, and then all that gets exposed, Mm -hmm. well, just even before that, Verlinda, is, you know, there's a real opportunity for intimacy that comes out of that because there's stuff that comes out that you would have been hiding otherwise. 
Right. You know, the motivation behind what actually happened, for example. Mm -hmm. And that vulnerability leads to more intimacy, intimacy, right? Yeah. So again, try to get to the vulnerability and the intimacy without needing to go down that road. Yes. Right. To strengthen yourself against it. Yeah. Is that fair enough? Yeah. So, you know, just to kind of circle back on this, like divorce is not God's ideal and divorce and remarriage, they're never commanded in scripture, right? No one's ever commanded to get a divorce. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. And remarry. Mm-hmm. And so we looked around quite a bit, you know, we like to put research in our thing and we didn't in our podcast episodes and there's just not a lot of research on this. There's some stuff in academic journals and there's a lot of opinions out there on the internet, but yeah. One writer I found, uh, I believe his last name was Pruch, and he's from a Baptist seminary. And I thought he had a really helpful point. He suggested that all cases should be handled on a case-by-case basis with great care and reliance in God's spirit through prayer in concert with one's elders and church family while urging the guilty toward repentance. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a fairly sensitive, well-rounded approach. Yeah. But again, that's not going to fit everybody, right? Because right. that person may not always be accessible by the church. Right. Yeah. 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 Or be willing to listen. Yeah. But I think this is so true too. Like if, if each case is handled on a case by case basis, it reduces that risk of judgment, you Mm -hmm. know, that this is the rule and this is the law. And Mm -hmm. if you step outside it, you're condemned, whereas they don't know the circumstances. Yeah, exactly. And, And that's where we as, you know, if we're involved directly is one thing, but when we're not involved directly to stand observe, we just really need to show these people love and compassion mm-hmm. and not be judgmental and not needing to take sides and form our own conclusions, but just to show that compassion and mercy towards them. Yeah. Because we all mess up and some of us just happen to do it in ways that are a lot more visible than others. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for Linda too, like another thing that I, that sort of came to mind as we were going through this and thinking about it was maybe one thing we can be doing when people and we're working with people or we find or or somebody finds themselves in this place Mm -hmm. is more emphasizing separation and really kind of suspending or putting that divorce decision on hold and kind of putting it out there while we work through some kind of process of trying to reconcile, trying to restore the relationship. Right. So often, you know, I think back to some of the circumstances, even of people that you've come across socially through Mm -hmm. like other school moms and that type of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's such an entrenched bitterness and whatever, and just really seeking for support. And you can kind of find anybody that'll sympathize with you, but really stepping back from needing to gather support and needing people to defend my position and be on my side against my spouse and really kind of going to the humbler place of, you know, what am I, what do I need to learn about myself in this moment? Right. What did I add to the situation? How yeah. can I reconcile? Yeah. Because that is going to be a much, present you certainly as a much easier person to reconcile to yeah. than the person who's defended, entrenched, you know, has all the, the guns up and facing your, their estranged spouse's direction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And if you're going around collecting sympathy, all it's going to do is make you think even more that you're right and you were completely wronged yeah. and it's not your fault. And I think too, you end up putting a lot of social pressure on yourself yeah. to maintain your position that that is the bad guy or that's the bad girl. They're the enemy. And now you kind of got this pride factor of going, well, do I have to go eat all that spew that I sent out right. so that I can now reconcile, reconcile with this break? Cause I'm starting to realize I was wrong. Yeah. So yeah. being very, um, even in the most difficult circumstances, being gracious. And you know, I've, I've seen people do this and, I admire their humility when they can say, you know what, this is not going well, but I can own my stuff. And I would still love to be married happily to my estranged spouse. Yeah. Fair enough. So just to kind of really respond to our listener who brought this up, it's such a complex decision and there's so many factors. And 
there's some biblical guidelines we've gone over, but there's really a multitude of different pieces that, that we need to, to consider. One is your own ability to forgive and reconcile. Yeah. Or, you know, your evaluation of your spouse's ability to seek help and find healing so that they become that safe and monogamous lover for you. Yeah. If there's an affair involved there, for yeah. sure. So it's really self-assessment and other assessment of yeah. where this is going, right? Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, understanding your own willingness to own your own stuff and not in any way enable the relationship to go back to its broken state. So we all contribute something to where our marriage gets to. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. And when it's bad, you know, to, to repair that, we need to be able to own what we contributed. It's ours and not get defensive. Not and... just blame and look at everything that's wrong with the other person, but really understand my stuff. Yeah. Because again, marriage is that place where, and we talked about this with Tyler Ward a little bit last week. It's a huge, it's like a crucible for personal development. Yeah. Too, right? And even in the failing aspect of that, there's still opportunity to learn about ourselves. Become holy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like an understanding of your church's, church community's position on this. On the, the remarriage. The remarriage, you know, like if in your church, you know that it's fine, mm -hmm. that makes a big difference than if you know that it's wrong yeah. and you won't be part of that community anymore. Or even that there's a stigma, right? So Stigma. Yeah. That's more what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's that to me is thinking through all the consequences yeah. of your choices. You got to think about the worst case scenarios as well as what you would like to have happen as your ideal. Yeah. And ask yourself, okay, what is, what is it going to look like for me to be in that position? Can I tolerate that? Yeah. Am I willing to go through this? Yeah. And I think this takes a lot of prayer. Yeah. Too, right? And that really humble seeking before God of, you know, what the, how to repair what's broken here. And, you know, one thing that we do realize sometimes in life that there are some things that cannot be fixed on this side of death. Yeah. And, you know, we, I'd encourage anybody to try to restore their marriage, to recover, to regroup a relationship, to, to rebuild mm -hmm. and to seek reconciliation and pursue the rekindling of love. That, that was, is just so ideal and, and is so wonderful when it happens. But there are, there are some events, there are some tragedies of sin in our world that we can't fix down here. Right. And you don't want to kind of jump on that train right away and write your spouse off. No. You know what I mean? But at some point... Because we all have our brokenness. Yeah, there's some people that for years long for this, right? Mm -hmm. I remember a guy at work and, and uh, he'd stayed single for years and just separated from his wife. And he still held on to that hope of reconciliation that there could be a day when, when they could sort things out wow. and come back together. So I commend that. And then talk to responsible members of your church that can give you sound counsel. Rather than just your buddies who are going to sympathize. Yeah, so or your mean? girlfriends that are going to bellyache with you and yeah. kind of resonate with all your sore points and not really help move you forward. Try to, try to find people that will respond to you in a challenging, in a, in a build you up kind of a way. Mm -hmm. And to get clarity and wisdom and just don't even be the person that feels like they need to do it alone. Right. That's good. That's good. Well, this has been a tough one for us. You know, it's such a such a, a sobering subject. Yeah. You just don't want to get there and you just feel so bad for the ones who are there and who are struggling yeah. through it. Yeah. And I know like even for us talking about this today, like our energy is just low. Like it, this is yeah. draining. It's hard stuff. And, and it's hard to walk with it, through it with people that you love and see them struggling too. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, we hope this has been in some help to you. We commend you to the grace of God and pray that God will work in your life and in your spouse's life and help you. And just pray too that this will be an encouragement to those who aren't here yet to go work on your marriage. Yeah. 
don't, yeah, don't let it get here. We don't ever want this episode to be important to you. No. Yep. Yeah. Well, you can get the full show notes at onlyyouforever.com slash 22. And you can also leave your own thoughts or share your own stories in the comments on that page as well. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to the onlyyouforever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at onlyyouforever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.